we, they opened up a little small track in Danville called it Dixie Speedway. And uh, they wanted to get some black drivers. And uh, they thought they didn't know who to approach, so they went to the police department to find out what black guys had speeding records, things like that. So they told them they want somebody to drive a race car to see me. So that's how I started racing. Wendell Scott. He did every, I mean, he, he drove the car exactly what, he did exactly what the car wanted him to do. He got out early, it was it looked like a little tight, but he kept in the throttle and he got a good lap and wow, way to go. Bill. There you go. That's man, Tony Schumacher wins. He is the champion for an eighth time. But Antron Brown, if Tony Schumacher loses, becomes the first African-American to win an NHRA title. 7th world title. Welcome to another episode of Victory Lane Vibes. We are your hostesses with the mostesses. Danny's here. Arthur's Hi. here. And um, it looks like the uh, the bus got off of Carl. Uh, Carl's back. Oh, boy. Put it back on him. I tell you. I tell you what, man. I there, there's, there's so many Godfather clips that I can apply <laughs> to what has happened in my absence. First of all, the fact that I was insulted, and 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 somebody, my my own right hand woman, Danny, decided to leave in that movie <laughs> <really> ridicule. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like that scene in Godfather Two in my home. <laughs> and when my children and my wife play, like, come on, bro. And then, to be, to be fair, I was channeling my inner you with the cold open and the nonsense well, in the beginning. In a lot well, of ways, that was a love letter to your absence. Well, uh, Anna, can, Anna can learn from Obi Wan, and we saw how that ended up. But, yeah. uh, but, but, and then also, right? Like, I was enjoying, you know, the absence, not having to stare at audacity like wildly for an hour and remember what I was doing. And then Art's like, you got to be on this week. I'm like, well, what time? And Art's like, 7.30. And then, of course, like the idiot that I am, I forgot that it was nation time, so that was fun. And then and I'm just <laughs> like, just when I thought I was out, they put me right back in. Because y'all been doing anything without me? I'm like, hey, look, I'll retweet it. Congratulations. I'm on the side. You know, go bestie. But then, you know, because, I, I, you know, I've taken time off. I've traveled the world. I've started a family. It ain't been that long. 
but, <laughs> but, but <laughs> what? we gotta we gotta get the show on the road. But I do want to say this. So in my absence, this podcast has answered an incredible question that I've been poised with before. It's one of the asked me before. A while ago, when we had the president's debates, I was standing next to somebody. This is 2020. This is three or four years ago now. Somebody asked me, is it possible that one person talking about what they don't know about is more or less correct than two more two people talking about what they don't know about? And I thought about it, and the answer is two people who don't know, two or more people who don't know what they're talking about are absolutely more wrong than one person. And the proof is this podcast, because between art. Jared, myself, and Bonte, we don't know what the f we're ever talking about, and we get proven wrong all the time. So that answered that question. Notice I didn't put Danny in there. But anyway, I'm happy to be back <laughs> on this wonderful Christmas Eve, 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 to do whatever it is that was so damn important that I had to rush home and not even eat dinner. Vacation's Dude. over. Get back I to know work. Two of us, yeah, big dog. Anyway, so uh, so what? So now that I'm here, what is so important? What do we got going on? Well, you know, it is Christmas time. I'm in my y'all can't see, but I'm in my Christmas fit. Um, and you know, we we promised you all that we will not rest during the off season. And, and I feel not. like <laughs> we uh, the EBT card still got some 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 money on it for the lobster <laughs> mistake, but uh, we figured we give you. <laughs> We figured we'd give y'all a, a present from us to you. Happy holidays. We're ready to be late vibes. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us tonight. No problem. Well, I think how we have it set up, I think we're going to go round robin and each of us just throw a question at you until uh we get them all answered that's what it seems yeah. like yeah. all right sounds good to me well i'm gonna I'm kick us off then i don't want to step on any toes i apologize but um you know and try not i've watched you race pro stock motorcycle um against andrew hines and the v-rides and everything what was it that made you like decide let's try top fuel man it, it's one of those deals where i just grew up like around the sport of drag racing and top fuel and funny car were just, they were the top tier classes, man. And, uh, something I always wanted to do, you know what I mean? Just didn't, just didn't know how or yet knew how I was going to get the opportunity to make it happen. And so I was hooked like a, like a big mouth bass since I was a little kid. Like my dad and uncle took me to the racetrack and I remember going in 1986 I was, I'm telling my age now, 1986, I was 10 years old. And, uh, and it took me to my first national event, the summer nationals at Englishtown, New Jersey. And mm -hmm. I saw big day, Don Garlitz, Kenny Bernstein, all, all the big players, Bob Glitton. Uh, I remember the pro stock bikes coming out back in the day. That was just like the, the beginning of that class. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, with the Terry Vances and the Dave Schultz and people like that. And I just remember watching as a kid, I'm like, man, I saw on TV when I saw it in person, but when those nitro cars fired up, I was like, what is 
that. And it had me, it had me like at, at hello. It had me at hello. <laughs> and I was hooked and I was like, this is, I was like, man, if I could just do this one day, like it was a dream. Like, you know, never knew it was going to come, come to reality. And it's something I always wanted to do. That's awesome. Uh, I, I can go next. Um, <clears throat> Antron, I, so a little bit starstruck, right? I mean, like when I was telling, I told some people close to me this week that we were doing this and like I was in, and I was just like, I just can't believe that, you know, we, we have this guy with us, but I wanted to ask, I know you get asked this question probably a lot by people who aren't familiar to drag racing and we're like a NASCAR heavy podcast. We try to cover everything. Like you're in our intro. You ever get a chance to listen to us. We try to cover all forms of black excellence in motorsports, but to try to explain to people, like, could you try to put into words in the lamest terms? What is it like the distance, the sensations, the sounds, the smells, like what is it like to uh, drive a, um, a, a top field dragster? Like I looked up, some stats the other day just to familiarize myself like i knew a lot about you but i just want to make sure and i think like your fastest recorded pass was like 336.7 yeah is it unreal you know yeah. so it, it, so i guess my question was just to explain like to our listeners who maybe like aren't familiar with drag racing what is that like yeah well the, the, that's what's recorded mm -hmm. right now but i've been 338 at the last few events we went 338 miles an hour so that's not up that's not up in the books yet and we went 299 mile an hour at half track in charlotte this year so uh oh. and, and, and we went over 337 in charlotte also too i think we went 338 and some change or something like that oh. too but uh <laughs> but uh the thing is is that what a lot of people don't realize is that for one we're we're at the cuffs of twelve thousand horsepower, okay? So, so when people don't realize what that is, what, what I could tell what people what that is 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 people are fascinated like you guys talk about NASCAR. A NASCAR engine makes about eight hundred fifty horsepower, okay? So, at the end of the day, to make twelve thousand horsepower, you literally need about fourteen NASCARs to do that engines put together to make the power that we make and then also is about six semi trucks of torque we make close to sixteen thousand foot pounds of torque out of these vehicles so they're not just high horsepower makers they're stump pullers okay so when we leave the line we try to rotate the earth you know what i mean so yeah that's why i try to tell people sometimes we don't rotate the earth with us sometimes we throw those good years up in the air and we smoke them <laughs> smoke, smoke them up <laughs> but uh we don't try to do that but the coolest part about what we do is is that we try to take something that is pure chaos and we try to make sense out of it and and by doing that is is that you got to realize that we are the fastest accelerating vehicles on the planet period okay we we accelerate the space shuttle taking off a jet car being catapulted off being catapulted off to take off aircraft carrier if they could have our acceleration they could do in half the distance uh so for for us is uh the craziest part of it is is that sometimes i look back and going this is some crazy stuff and sometimes i see cars up the sound like i was like i actually do this what's wrong with me <laughs> and you know and uh but you look at it we we pull literally six g's in a straight line in a straight straight line like nothing else does that the only way you pull more g's is in a jet fighter plane is because 
you're going like over 600 miles an hour and you, you make a 90 degree bank turn and you can pull over 10 G's that will make you pass out of course. But, uh, but for us, we do it in a straight line. So we go from zero to hundred miles an hour in 0.8 of a second. We're doing hundred miles an hour. So you step on the gas, whether you like it or not, you're going hundred miles an hour. And, uh, in three in 2.92 seconds is our like not mine but it's the quickest run to the eighth mile in the top fuel car and they're doing right at 300 miles an hour in less than three seconds so we're basically gaining a hundred mile an hour per second is what we're doing per second per second and uh and, and what that does what people don't realize is this this is the, this is the crazy part imagine traveling 660 feet which is two football field lengths, okay, two football field lengths. You could travel that distance in less time than somebody could run the 40-yard the dash in, right? Like, like we're traveling yes. two football fields in 2.9 seconds, 2.9 seconds. You talk about Tesla going from zero to 60 in 2.9 <laughs> seconds, we're going, we're going 300 miles an hour. <laughs> right, <laughs> Tesla was. Look how much power you want. Look how juice you want. <laughs> Lipo ain't got nothing on nitro, baby. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh man! That uh, that just real quick. That's so funny that you, you mentioned NASCAR because like one of the reoccurring themes on our show is we constantly are complaining about the struggle right now in the Cup Series to add more horsepower back. I don't know if you if you follow that closely or anything, and so we're like we're fighting to go from six seventy five, I think, back to seven fifty. So, and they're acting like it's a big deal. So they would probably have a heart attack over twelve thousand. So thank you so much, man. <laughs> so thank you so much for for, for answering that. Yeah, and it's it's well, funny to contextualize that because I actually used to work in uh, in road car development, and one of my projects we were very happy to average one point two longitudinal g just to sixty. Usually through the quarter, the average is like point eight, and I remember us being very thrilled that we were able to accomplish that. So to think of well over six is just insanity. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, that's that's what it's all about, Daniel. Is uh, you know, you know, the cool part about our sport on the, on the science, technology, engineering, math side of it is that that's what that's what our deal is. Is like you only get out what you put in, but a lot of the science that we put into it is that the math doesn't equate sometimes because we have so many other variables that come into it. But that's what I love about the sport of nitro racing is that. You know, you're able to work and develop stuff that we're going to use. Like we're working on tomorrow's technology today. Okay, like give you example, uh, all the cars you see, even in other realms of sports like drifting and and IndyCar, F1 and stuff like that from back in the day. I mean, drag racing, we were using superchargers and turbos in our in our sport. We we're using superchargers in our sport back in the 50s before a supercharger even ever came on a normal automobile. We're using turbos, like all the technology you see now to make the cars more powerful and fuel efficient. That all came from motorsports, and a lot of it stemmed from drag racing. Drag racing, if you look at all the major players in NASCAR, even people from Hendrick, like Rick Hendrick himself, he came from drag racing. Joe Gibbs, before he owned all his teams, he owned drag racing teams. 
all the different people like Sox and Martin back in the day, they, they used to be pro stock car guys that went NASCAR racing. Like, like all the, all the stuff stemmed from drag racing. You know, the heritage of drag racing is rich, like Richard Petty. A lot of people didn't realize that he used to drag race before he went NASCAR racing. He was a drag racer. You get what I mean? So, so he, dappled back and forth in drag racing several times. I mean, at the end of, at the end of time is that uh, drag racing is the root of all racing. It started from one block to the next block. And that's how it developed and who had the fastest who has the fastest ride. You uh, know, now this you know from the 50s to now is that all that technology that they did over all the years is finally showing up there. You know what I mean? Even uh even on every other side that you look at, you know, from the EV side, the EV side, the standard of it's how quick can you make it? You know why they're trying to make it quick? Well, it comes from drag racing. That's what drag racing is. Zero to 60 is our 60 foot clock cone. The standing, the standing quarter mile was the standing quarter miles, our drag strip. So that's where it all stems from. Yep. And to build on that um, working, you know, the one full of rollout that we uh, use as well. Um, But, my thing is, you know, you've talked a lot about certainly your uh, your top fuel exploits. Take me back to when you were in motorcycles, please. <laughs> in motorcycles? Hey, that was that was back in the day. Like, I, a lot of people don't realize that I grew up uh, basically motocross racing, dirt bike racing. And uh, I did it since I was a little kid. And I literally, when they took the training wheels off my pedaling bike, I had a dirt bike waiting for me because my older brother and my cousin, they were actually out there riding in the fields already. So I wanted to get out there with them. So as soon as I took the train was off my bike, I hopped on my little Z50 Honda and went out there and cut it up with them and uh, had a blast. And then I started racing motocross pretty seriously once I got once I got into my early age of over 10, like 11, 12 years old. And then by the time I was 13, 14, I was full blown. Like I was ate up with it. Loved it, and uh, pretty much that was my sport because they didn't have junior dragsters to drag race when I was a kid. That didn't come out until like 1994 when I was graduating high school, which I was too old for it anyway, that I could start racing like big vehicles, which I was drag racing street bikes at the time. And uh, that's what got me into sport because it was cheap for me to do because I'd have to do a race car because a race car costs big money, of course, which the money I did not have. And... <laughs> And that's how I was able to make that all happen. And I literally watched my dad and uncle race the sportsman ranks for so many years. And then I just got to grow up around it. And uh, I fell in love with it. And I did the bike side of it. And that's where I met Troy Vincent, who played for Philadelphia Eagles. And he had love for racing. And it was him and my cousin, Tommy. Tommy, she married Troy. And she was the one that told Troy about me. He said, hey, I got my cousin who grew up riding dirt bikes and stuff like that, I think he'd be a perfect fit for this if you want to go do this racing deal professionally. And and that's what we did. We literally went professionally racing, and I loved it, man. It was just like last – man, I feel like I just did it like last year, even though that was over 25 years ago. It's probably older than I, – I started racing before y'all were born probably. <laughs> it was over 25 years ago. So, so Unfortunately, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Carlito Sway. Well, how are you, man? How are you, man? How I, I, turn, are you? I turn I turn thirty this year. 
Oh, you still a young buck, man. Oh, I was yeah. seventeen. I was, I was, I was, I was, I was seventeen, man. Eating cheesesteaks and, and going and going to, and going to get me a little slurpee, man. At the at, at the Seven Eleven, Seven Eleven. Oh Lord. Danny did the the blast of the past, and I'll bring it back forward. Um, so you started your own race team. Um, Matt Coincioda came with you. Um, what's that been like being driver owner as opposed to just driver? Oh man, that, that's that's a popular question, man. And uh, I I can tell you what it feels like to be a like not just be a driver but be an owner. And I tell people this all the time: the feeling is broke. I'm broke. Man. I'm broke. <laughs> 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 oh man, but uh, no. Besides that, man, it's it's been one of those. Uh, really good journeys uh, of really finding myself, learning and doing it with the right people that's got the support. You know what I mean? It's, it's not my race team. It's our race team. And that's what I always tell people is that uh, AB Motorsports, I always tell people, uh, it's like I say, it's all brothers because uh, brothers and sisters, really, I should, I should, I should have put ABS is what I should have did. Like any, any lock break system, but it's all brothers and sisters all aboard where we're doing this all together. And, uh, and the main thing is, is this is what I want to be. I want to compete at a high level and I want to have, I want to have the ability and be able to change directions when I see fit. And you can't do that when you race for other people because you keep on going down the same road or you don't put the funds or the money where you want to because it's a, it's a business also and you got to be smart about that also. But for me is that I just want to give back to the partners that I'm partnered with, give them everything that I have and also give everything I have on the racetrack and I'm coming to win. And uh, that's, that's my game plan. And, and that's what I plan on doing and that's what I want to do. So with that being said is that being a team owner, once you get that stuff going, it's like you have to figure out how to separate all that while you're driving, too. You got to know when to have the owner hat on, when to have the driver hat on, and when to turn it all off so you can recoup and and to get some juice charged back up and some energy to go back out to do what we do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Derek took took my question. I'm a little bit mad about that. I was I was way out. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean it's it's it it's really awesome to hear that. I mean, it wasn't just for you, right? It was for uh, everybody that's involved in in racing as a team sport. Um, and so that was a really great answer. Um, I, I guess the only other question I had for you, um, I had a, a bunch, but the only one that's maybe a little bit fun and not like too deep or anything. Given given like the right partnership, the right parameters, right? If if you could go out and do anything else, any of the full motorsport for just a weekend, not even a full season, you know, what <laughs> what 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 would it be? And I know, and I know, I know you got to tread lightly there because you're a company man, but uh, just any ballparking. I I don't know, man. That that's that's one of those deals where, man. I like it all, man. That's the bad part. And uh, I think if I had to do something, I think, man, good Lord, man. 
it's so hard to pick one. I like to have like a a few weekends where I got to do multiple you can, ones. You can give three. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, yeah. all right, well, well, for one, for sure, is that I would like, I would love to go do like a, like a, like a stadium truck race, like definitely oh, yeah. off-road, yeah. like stadium truck, or even do some of the off-road style stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I need to be in a truck for long and do Baja. I like to do the stadium stuff where it's tight knit racing, where you're rubbing right. side to side and doing laps. But the Baja stuff and the Mint 400 stuff, that stuff is fun too. Had right. some do some of that. I would love to race NASCAR and IndyCar, without a doubt. Uh, right. F1 for sure. F1, absolutely. F1. Like I'm not even going to play. Like F1 would definitely be on the top of the bucket list. Like not too many people could even drive those cars. You get what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Those cars are simply amazing. And, uh, I would love to do that. I would absolutely love to do that. But uh, with that being said, man, it's, it's so many different deals. I like to also get in the drift side of things too, man. Like I, I like I like to do it all, man. I, I love road racing too. I love road racing. Like road racing is definitely a big pet peeve of mine where you actually got to shift it. No pedal shifting, no nothing. Like real deal car shifting and driving. Like Right, absolutely. Like, like no automatic, no, none of that stuff. Like a real deal clutch, stick, get in it. Like go out there with like some manual cars and go race like road racing. That that that's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's something I've been I've been trying to get more into the last couple of <clears> years, <throat> just because the, the technique side of it is so interesting and 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 cool. But I mean, you know, hey, as far as uh, you know, the NASCAR that side of thing goes, you know, Denny Hamlin has that '67 car now that they're trying to you know make a star car. I mean, you know, you guys got the Toyota connection there, so you know. It's, a conversation you could have. I know, man. So he's got another car, a 67 car. Yeah, who's so, yeah. it? Well, so, so what they did starting last year was they, they brought out this car, like Travis Pastrana raced in the Daytona 500 and Kamui Kobayashi raced it at, at the Indy road course last year. And it's just, a, it's just a star car from what we understand. Just like how Justin Marks has project 91, where they bring guys from other um, forms of racing. Sport. Yeah. To, to run NASCAR for a weekend. Um, like Shane Van Gisberg last year, they ran, or this year, uh, SVG ran the Chicago street race and won, and it was a whole big ordeal. And, um, and so Denny Hamlin's doing that. I, I don't know if they're doing it again next year. I would assume so. Um, and then mm -hmm. even, uh, and Brad Kozlowski's team, RFK, the old Roush team has even added mm -hmm. their version of it this year as kind of a, you know, cool deal. So that might be something you okay. want to holler about. Yeah. You ain't lying, man. That makes it up, up my alley, man. I want to do some of that short course stuff like Bristol, hey, man. Hey, hey, look, just 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 remember Victory Lane vibes when you get it set up. <laughs> hey, 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 and I and I got a thing for you too. So what's happening in NASCAR world? Is what's Jimmy Johnson doing, man? So he's a he's an owner now. He uh he retired in in at the end of 2020. That's and another so he, Toyota connection. That's another Toyota connection, yeah. Because yes. they just this year they switched to he bought into Richard Petty's uh, team, and so that's Legacy Motor Club now. And uh, they switched to Toyota this year. Got a really solid lineup. Um, yeah, I'm looking for him to win this coming this coming season. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So Jimmy Johnson's part owner in the Richard Petty's program, then, right? And I know they yeah. went, and I know they went to Toyota. I knew that yeah. already. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. I was trying. I was just trying to hear some more of the news about it. Is it two car team or one car team? It's two full-time cars with uh, John Hunter Nemechek and Eric Jones. And then, as we know right now, Jimmy Johnson's running, I think, six races this year. 
Okay. Uh, awesome. In the '84. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, he's gonna get that program turned around tight, so it's gonna be good. I'm looking oh, forward absolutely. to seeing how they do. Yeah. They had they had some, he had some strong showings last year, and both times it got cut out right at the end. It was upsetting, but yeah, I'm excited to see him back in in form. I think he's gonna have something for these these young cats. Because I grew up with Jimmy Johnson domination, you know. So it was oh like, yes, he yeah. <laughs> he, 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 let me tell you, so that man's a competitor, and he competes to win, brother. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So, uh, thank you for that. Danny, you got something? I do. Um, I don't know how much time, more time we have, but I am um, familiar. I watched when you were one of the presenters on uh, Top Gear USA uh, a handful of years ago. And so I'm just curious about sort of, you know, a driver and then doing effectively, you know, media presentation, doing television, just quite what is that like? <laughs> man, Daniel, man, I see you, 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 uh, like you, you, uh, you get into everything, don't you, man? You, you yes. got some research. I yeah, see she's it. our, yeah, she's our statistician. She knows everything. She knows everything, huh? Yeah, she knows everything. <laughs> I wouldn't go quite that far, but uh, <laughs> yes, I, I have a broad remit of things that I like to read and pay attention to. Uh, ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. I got you. I got you. I got you. But all right, so. One thing is, is that when I got to do Top Gear America, that was a blast, man. Almost killed me that year, though, because they had me all over the place. They had me all over the place, and uh, but uh, it was a lot of fun to dive into to the call culture world and and do different things and find different things that I like, you know, and um, uh, and just driving cars like Lamborghinis, driving uh, Maseratis, and different cars of that nature and testing new cars that were coming out. I mean, UTVs too. Like I tested the new Can-Am when it came out and uh, it really changed the whole benchmark of all the UTVs to what we have now. Now they come out, all of them are like that now. So, so with that being said is uh, it was, it was a lot, a lot of fun to, to dive in and critique cars and tell like people, your really your personal opinion, like your unbiased like opinion, because you're not sponsored by this one or that one. You can say, "Hey, this car was like crap. This car was good. This car was, it it, it felt good here, but it's rough here. It ain't, it ain't really ain't got no power. It sounded right. like it got power, but it ain't got it. It got all the sound, but no go. So and uh, but it was some really impressive stuff out there that we got to drive and do and to travel, not just in the U.S. I got to go overseas a couple of times to do a couple of different things, too. And and uh, it was a blast. It was a truly blast. And uh, I wish that we would have had another season a go at it. But a lot of us had so many things going on. And me with my race schedule, it was it was killing me, man. But uh, oh, yeah. I will I would love to do another show with just a couple little different spins on it and just not critiquing cars but actually using them in the element that they were designed to do and figure and then put them to the test and see how good they really are that's the cool part you know what i mean and uh i think some down the road like that i would love to do again so i'm always leaving that open and you might see some other stuff just with me in general doing stuff on tv so okay. that might be coming there where you get to see a little bit more inside of what ab's really like 24 7 because besides running the race team i'm in the gym every other day if not almost every day keeping myself right and tight and then also all the stuff from my kids get into racing and seeing how they're coming up around and what they're doing with it all okay do your kids race yes yes my daughter all three of my kids race my youngest son adler who's 15 he likes racing but he's not in love with racing 
<laughs> but my old, but but my my older son, my my oldest son Anson, he's my older of my two boys. Uh, he's the one that loves racing. He's all in it to win it. He wants to do everything. He always loved cars. He loves to get into it and do it and make it happen. And then uh, my daughter Ariana, for sure, she's uh she's she she loves it. She loves it. She's our oldest child, and uh, she says, "Dad, I was born to do this." I'm like, "Oh my God, here we go, we in trouble." <laughs> <laughs> so that junior dragster comes in. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah, it's kind of funny. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's awesome. Well, um, you know, we won't uh, we won't take up too much more of your time. We just will appreciate you um, spending your evening with us, answering some questions. Um, and uh, on behalf of Art, I know he's in the background, but I definitely appreciate you taking the time to to this interview. Oh, anytime, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on, and uh, yeah, hopefully, sure. we're around you guys' neck of the woods here sooner or later this next year. Y'all come out and check us out live. A hundred percent, sir. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We'll show you what the straight line boys are all about. Hey, we would Let's love to do, do love nothing hey, but hey, hey, only time we go left is to turn off the track, baby. Turn <laughs> off the track. <laughs> Thanks so much, baby. We appreciate it so uh, much. Man. Anytime, anytime. Y'all take care. Y'all yeah, have a good right. evening. Alrighty. All right. Thank y'all. Until next appreciate time. You. Well then, personally, you know that was uh, that was pretty powerful. I remember my um, my dad taking me and my brother to um, Virginia Motor Speedway here, um, Sanitary track that's come and gone and come and gone and come and gone. But um, to see an Anton race in person, you know, on the motorcycles, and then seeing him come back, you know, top few and like and being there for you know qualifying. I think he won one of the races that we went to there and there too. It's just it's surreal that a man that, you know, I got to see, and I don't know for those of you who haven't been to the NHRA race, um, each ticket is a pit pass, so you can literally pull up on your driver at the truck, at the team, um, and get autographs and watch them rebuild the motor, put it back together. That's amazing to see how fast they do that, because then when you see the recordings on TV, it just goes and goes and goes and goes. But, um, you know, watching it in real time and, literally doing all the seeing all of the maintenance things they have to do to make the car perform for the next round is pretty it's pretty admirable so i'm i'm still flabbergasted we we got to not only do this for us but you know we got to do this for yeah, y'all so like i said merry christmas yeah I, you know i was telling the guys uh the us when we were uh, in you know talking about this like antron brown was a guy that I graduated in 2011 and he won his first title in 2012. But Antron Brown was a guy that I was writing about in like high school, like about like, you know, whenever you had to write a paper about, you know, sports heroes or current events and X, Y, and Z. Um, because despite our lovely conversation for, I think most of us, he was stateside. The first example that we had of uh, a black success in motorsports, you know, in that regard, you know what I mean? Well, in our lifetime, right, there have been some others before him. So that was really cool. I've always followed Antron. Super funny dude. I was so nervous going into this. Um, and, yeah, super cool. I'm so glad that we this went off like that. I hope you guys love it. Um, yeah, man, I really wanted to ask him, uh, and I, I, did, I feel like it was going to be too personal, 
but I wanted to ask him, like, what is an engine bill run for one of those operations now that he's an owner driver? Because I mean, they, they had to rebuild him after every run. It's got to be insane. And again, like I said during us talking to AB, uh, we're cool with him now, so we can call him AB. <laughs> but like I said, we're talking to him, like. NASCAR clutches pearls over like using one motor for more than like for less than four races. They use one motor for every four runs, you know, like it's like, it's crazy. So yeah, no, that's, that was super awesome. That really was a, a, a bucket list item. And uh, for us, and I hope for the, you guys, the fans, that was something really cool for you guys to experience also. So. Yeah, this was, this was uh, super cool to be on. Um, now, it's funny, um, you would even, you would think growing up in Detroit, you know, drag racing, all the places, all the things, NHRA didn't rock up to Milan Dragway until the last couple of years. Um, so there's never really been a huge presence of, like, truly sanctioned drag racing in the area. But, you know, as uh, Antron pointed out, um, I am a repository of very niche, very specific, very useless information. So as the result of that, I have, um, you know, watched Antron Brown, you know, again, same thing, you know, Speed Channel highlights, you know, usually, you know, or like, you know, ESPN2 or whatever would air um, uh, drag race, NHRA events if you had cable. And I would watch some of that stuff. And it is, it is just insane it was super cool to watch him um because yeah you know certainly here in the united states yeah uh successful you know black motorsports personality was just crazy and then you know watching like so when he was on top gear you know i mean you his counterpart you know rory reed but certainly here out of all of the various iterations of that show you know that's been the only you know african-american on that show and it's it's just it's super cool to get to talk to him. Um, you know, I don't think I was quite as uh starstruck as um you know uh Carl and uh Jarrett, you know, just owing to arguably not knowing quite was, as much. I was freaking out today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I started my day at, at four AM this morning, three fifty. And from like the moment I woke up to the moment I walked through the front door, I was like Man, this is this is huge. I, I don't know what I'm even gonna say. So yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, but you know, nonetheless, it was still an, a fabulous opportunity to still sit down and get to you know chat with him um, because you know I know who he is. I've watched him run. Um, you know, and I think it's also somewhat poignant to have him on this week, given that uh, Don passed away uh, earlier in the week. Yeah, um, yeah. So it. You know, in some ways it was, you know, super cool. And it was actually, you know, we didn't have the time. Um, you know, Antron, needless to say, is a busy guy. And, you know, and, you know, shoot, we're running up to the holidays. So he's got better things to do. But um, I wanted to actually talk to him a bit about Don uh, this week, given that he drove for his team, but just, you know, didn't quite get around to it. So, you know, yeah. he said he was happy to chat with us and wanted to come back. So maybe next time we'll, uh, I'll have to throw that at him if we can yeah. pull that off. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, like I said, yeah, I wanted to bring that up too. And and um, like I said, I just I also wanted to ask him like, what's louder, a funny car, John Forrest? But uh, I I didn't get a chance to ask him that. But hey, um, you got to chill. <laughs> well, you know, look, like John, like John makes fun of himself. I got to do that for him. So you know, um, 
but yeah, it was it was fantastic. And uh, you know, we we uh we bag on a lot of people in the show very often, among our own anyway. Um, but we we I cannot give enough credit uh, to Art for putting this together. He did this on a whim. He was like, "Hey, I, we got opportunity here," and me and Jarrett and Danny were like, "Look, if you if you if you think so, man, you know." And um, because I, I was, you know, so I, we really just want to publicly give Art his moment, his his uh, his roses for for being a part, a huge part of this, and then also letting you know us, you know, be, do the interview and all that kind of stuff. So Art, give yourself a pat on the back, but uh, not too hard. Um, because you know usually it's already doing that anyway. So besides that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, hey, you know, with that, um, you know, just thank you, Antron, once again, or AB. You're the one without the CTE. So y'all just remember when we mention AB, it's not CTE. It's Antron. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so I just shout out to <laughs> Matt Cotools. Me? <laughs> no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Shout out Matt Cotools. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, shout out Mac Latool, shout out Toyota, shout out um, Hangsterfers Labs um, for the lubricants that they use in the drag strip. Shout out to AB Motorsports. Um, yeah, make sure y'all give Antron a follow. Um, he's stealing on Jail Sanpei to run top fuel alcohol for AB Motorsports as well this upcoming season. So that does give us someone else to, to root for. Shout out uh, Streamlight, everybody, Lucas Oil, um, all the people that you know, help Antron put winning success on the track. Um, what a year. Because I'm not coming back, you know, before the new year. So this is a, the perfect episode wrap up for us. So y'all have a, a yeah. good Christmas, a good holiday, a, whatever you celebrate. A um, great, safe holiday. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. Do it's everything that I would do. Uh, I want to hear print. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. That's not. You know what? This is, this is an official <laughs> This With that, I hit myself on the head earlier today, so I ain't feeling too great. But yeah, how you feel, Wiley Coyote? You good? Man, I tell yeah. you, what, I, I feel I feel fine. And and to anybody that doesn't know the story, I'll tell it real quick. To show how much everybody loves Carl, I joked on Twitter. I hit myself in the head with a mallet in the funniest way possible. It wasn't that bad. It, I, my bell was rung for like a minute, thirty seconds, and everybody immediately took the clown at me. Nobody was like, "Hey, are you okay? Are you fine?" I called my dad on the drive home. The first thing out of his mouth is, are you going to make the podcast on time? Yeah, I'll make the podcast on time. So I, and so I did not tell him. I'm like, dad, I hit myself in the head with a mallet. He starts cracking up, too. I'm like, golly, man. <laughs> I can't get no love these days. But, yeah, for sure. Y'all have a wonderful holiday. Uh, Happy New Year. Thank you again so much, Antron. If you're listening to this, this is a dream come true. It's awesome. Um, shout out Mac Tools, AB Toyota Racing for being partners. Well, AB is the team, but Toyota Racing Mac for being partners of his. And uh, thank y'all for supporting us through this year. It was awesome to bring you this one last episode for the year. We are excited for what 24 has to bring. What's that? Happy holidays.